Hey there, and welcome to the Box Office Watts Podcast, where we keep watch on how much money movies are making and why. This is the show for the weekend of August 28th through August 30th, 2020. My name is Paulo, and I'm your host. <sighs> Do you smell that deal, listeners? That's the smell of box office numbers in both the domestic and international markets this past weekend, with movies from major studios premiering this weekend. Um, I know this episode's about a day is late or so. Um, you know, stuff came up in real life I had to take care of, which meant I couldn't record this on time. But in any case, well, let's go ahead and dive right in. Let's start with the international numbers before checking in on the domestic market. So, obviously, the big news this weekend was that the premiere of Chris Nolan's latest blockbuster, Tenet, happened uh, after many delays and setbacks in 41 different markets worldwide. Notably, the U.S. and China Chinese markets did not release this weekend. Those will be coming next Labor Day weekend. Um, but in the meantime, Tenet grossed 53.6 million U.S. dollars across the world. Uh, top markets include 7.1 million in the UK, which is Christopher Nolan's home country, uh, 6.7 million in France, 5.1 million in Korea, despite a resurgence of the pandemic, and 4.2 million in Germany. It has opened in number one in every market it's been in and has broken the opening record of Chris Nolan in general uh, in nine different countries. Uh, this is all despite varying limitations on capacity for movie theaters for public health reasons. Uh, in fact, IMAX released some numbers with social that even with social distancing in place, they had a per theater average or per screen average this weekend of 20,000 per theaters over 250 screens worldwide. Uh, this is, of course, driven by partly by the fact that Chris Nolan's films almost demand they need to be seen on the biggest screen possible, but still a positive sign. Now, this again is uncharted territory, even beyond the relatively limited capacity out there. Uh, it's rare for a movie to open abroad without opening in the U.S., so whether or not this is a good opening number, kind of hard to say at first glance. Uh, Warner Brothers is being somewhat opaque with their numbers, cherry-picking how specific markets did, though I imagine you know this is more not so much that they think Tenet did poorly anywhere, more so that they want to keep this these numbers uh, close to the chest when they're trying to plan out releases uh, so that the other you know the other studios don't benefit from uh, Warner Brothers taking a risk but in any case um, you know some users on the box office subreddit was able to put together some numbers from for other uh, movies and it looks like you know Tenet is pretty similar to what Dunkirk did, um, which is another Chris Nolan film. Dunkirk opened to about 55 million in 50 in 46 markets, again compared to Tenet's 53 million in 41. Uh, the main differences for Dunkirk came from uh, the UK and South Korea being a lot stronger um, for Dunkirk than than what Tenet did. Um, though that may partly be due to the fact that Dunkirk is you know about British involvement in World War II, so obviously you know it's a it's a national story. Um, and Korea again this time around has been hampered by COVID restrictions uh, taking place this past weekend. Um, you know, and the fact that it's competing against restrictions uh, means that, you know, in fact, that it's even close with these restrictions in place, means that even if fewer people are able to attend each screening, Tenet probably has more screenings per theater over the weekend than would otherwise. Um, again, making sense, making sense because makes sense because there's a lack of competition from Hollywood films right now. So you know, the question of if Tenet internationally and in general will be financially successful or not comes down to whether or not this strong performance is sustainable. Uh, is it only a bump right now because people have been starved or will three to four weeks from now, will it, we see it uh, keep similar numbers not dropping off super aggressively? 
looking at the last two Nolan films, you know, Interstellar had an international opening numbers of 82.9 million, finally getting to 466 in international markets, which is about a 5.6 multiplier. Uh, Dunkirk was about the same, you know, 55.4 opening uh, w- opening weekend, uh, finally closing out at 330 million worldwide, about a 5.9 multiplier. So let's say 5.75 is what Tenet ends up doing uh, with a $53 million opening. That's going to be about 305 million worldwide. Um, so, you know, if we consider that, you know, and in most other countries, you know, all theaters are, are mostly open at this point. The main difference is, uh, you know, theater capacities are limited. Though, if you call those offsetted, call them that it kind of works out to be about normal. So, you know, uh, working out to maybe 305 million worldwide, a little bit low, I think, perhaps uh, for, um, you know, what tenant could be. Um, so I think, you know, it, it'd probably be closer to, I think, the six, maybe six plus uh, multiplier range for tenant. Um, you know, the overall budget for the film was somewhere in the 200 to 220 million dollar range. Add another 200 million for marketing, and in fact, when that Chris Nolan has, you know, some gross participations cut, you know, first cut, um, the break even on this film is somewhere in the maybe 450 to 600 dollar range, probably somewhere in the 500 dollar range more accurately. Um, that means that if international numbers do are in the 300, maybe 400 million dollar range, uh, US will need about. Yeah, let's say a hundred to you know hundred to three two hundred, maybe hundred to three hundred to break even, depending on, on how it works out. So you know, let's look at the domestic numbers and what that tenant would need to make. So Dunkirk, you know, opened up to about fifty million, closed at one ninety, about a three point eight x multiplier. Interstellar opened a little bit less, forty seven million, closed at about one hundred eighty eight, about a four x multiplier. So Chris Nolan in the states are about a four x multiplier, which is pretty good, above average. Now, those film, those weekends, those films were not the only ones to open on those weekends. Dunkirk was number one and opened against Girl Strip, took home about 30% of the total box office that weekend. And Interstellar was number two behind Big Hero 6 and took home about 30% of the box office. So if in a given week, based on those numbers, the U.S. box office is about 150 to 160 million U.S., cut that in half because only half the movie theaters right now are open. That's about 75 to 80 million U.S. dollars. Reduce that to about 30 to 50 percent capacity to to account for theater restrictions, and you're seeing Tenet open somewhere in the 22 to 40 million dollar range. Somewhere in the 30 million dollar range would be my guess uh, for U.S. box office over the next weekend. Uh, Box Office Pro has a number of forecasts in a more conservative 15 to $35 million range, so that does track. Um, now, if you were to take a simple 4x multiplier, this gets us up to the 90 to $160 million range that it would make, uh, which is sort of the you know 200 to 300 it might need to make to break even. Um, this is partly because Tenet does have a higher budget than Chris Nolan's previous films, so they need to make more to recoup the, the, the um, box office. Um, no, so that explains why even if it's doing the same performance, uh, it can be break. It will only be break even, not profitable. So Tenet needs to outperform the other films. Um, the bet here that Warner Brothers is seeing is that they'll see more than the four X multiplier domestically and more than the five point seven five multiplier abroad. So let's think. What are the things helping Tenet's legs here? Because audience can only be open at half full capacity, and in some cases only max of fifty people. 
Um, even if more than a hundred people could sit in the theater, uh, the total market of moviegoers will will need, will be staggered in who is able to go see it. So that will help with have low drops week over week. You know, if there are a hundred people, like, let's say there were a hundred people in the market and they all want to see this movie, if the movie theater can have a hundred seat people sitting there, then uh, that means that you know it's going to you know drop off very significantly the next week but if only 50 or 30 percent of the people can see it week in in any given weekend that means that you know it'll be spread out over two to three weekends so that means that the legs will 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 go out longer on top of that consumer preference for going to the movies is relatively lower now than than in normal times though it is recovering every time you know as the weeks go on and people get more comfortable uh so I, you know even if it starts low i could see consumers eventually making their way back uh, that keeps it from dropping off too severely and you know in a sense new customers are unlocked so to speak in some cases markets are literally unlocking as their states uh, and local municipalities allow for movies to be reopened again uh, the only thing really hurting tenants legs I think is the fact that it's the only movie in theaters because of that it'll take up all you know if a movie theater has you know maybe 10 screenings uh, over the course of a weekend um, you know, previously maybe it have been like you know, tenant would get three or four of those as opposed to all ten. Now ten is getting like nine, eight or nine of them, maybe even all ten. Um, so that means that you know the fact that you know you have lower capacity uh, is kind of also by the fact that you have more screening times. Though again, you might hit also a cap because of you know people not wanting to go to the movie theater this weekend, but they might next weekend. Um, and that then again that also helps because if Tenet is the only film in right now in competition look we'll talk about this upcoming schedule but there aren't a lot of films coming out so Tenet will be around for instead of maybe you know two or three months in theaters maybe five six months maybe it could last until January February even uh, if word of mouth is good that could very well happen and Tenet and Tenet does have it as a lot of tomatoes has Tenet as a 78% critic score 92% audience score so anyway, uh, we'll see how Tenet does not only here in the States next week, but also in China. Uh, sneak peeks have begun here in the States this past Monday, and pre-sales from China are outpacing Dunkirk's. Overall, big win, I think, for Warner Brothers here. Tenet gets to be the savior of the cinema, even if maybe it doesn't make as much money as they had hoped initially. Uh, Warner Brothers, you know, they're, they're kind of in a good place. They have two other movies, Wonder Woman 984 and Dune coming out later this year. Um, so yeah, well done to the team over there for how they handled all this. Um, and this will be a contrast to how Mulan does uh, coming up. Uh, quick, quickly hopping over to China, um, the 800, which is the film that opened last week, war film, topped the box office again, making 70 million this weekend. Uh, it has now hopped into the third place for total gross for the year behind Bad Boys for Life at number one and Sonic the Hedgehog at number two. It's closing in on the $300 million mark. Uh, in addition, Onward crossed into the top five uh, worldwide for 2020, uh, just ahead of The Invisible Man after its opening in China uh, kind of bumped it up. Uh, by the way, Tenet, uh, you know, and this worldwide chart is already at ninth place for the year with only 53 million. Definitely, I think, is going to end up taking the number one at least for now. I don't know if Wonder Woman or another film will, will beat it out, but it'll definitely be in the top five, I believe. Um, Anyway, Tenet also got its details for its license to screen in China, and apparently it says it can run until December. That seems pretty odd to me, given that, from my understanding, most foreign films in China can only screen for a month top. So who knows why China is allowing you know, Tenet to last until December. Anyway, moving to films that open here domestically. Drumroll, please. The New Mutants came in first place with 7 million in 2,412 theaters for a per theater average of 2,918. 
That's right, the much-delayed X-Men film that came out, uh, even though many have doubted if it actually ever would, finally came out. It is the highest-grossing film of the summer to date, topped the domestic box office in its opening weekend, and so far it's the highest-grossing Marvel film to date. So, you know, uh, this is not great by many metrics, uh, but, you know, it, it did, however, make more than Unhinged did last week, uh, you know, 7 million versus the 4 million last week, uh, with a marginally higher per theater average. Um, you know, again, you know, Unhinged opened in 1,800 theaters. This one opened in 2,400. Uh, so definitely, you know, more and more theaters are opening up. I think we'll be at about 50% capacity. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has the film at 32% critics, 55% audience score. So word of mouth won't be great here. Um, it did make a, an initial 2.9 million internationally, but... I think, honestly, Disney and Fox got away with the best they could hope for for this film. You know, they can kind of blame the pandemic for its low number, and it somehow still gets to be, quote-unquote, the, the top-grossing film in the in the country for this past weekend, number one film in America. So, you know, I guess it kind of works out. Uh, in any case, you know, I expect this to come pretty much disappear in the coming weeks as Tenet takes over screenings. Um, now, I was actually a little bit more interested, you know, obviously definitely interested in fi- seeing how the mutant, new mutants would finally do in its premiere, but I was actually also interested in seeing what this number two film, Unhinged, would end up doing. Uh, again, last week it opened up to $4 million. This week it dropped 35%, making $2.6 million, um, and it also opened an additional 50 theaters for a total of 2300 an increase of 20%. So if you factor, you know, a 35% drop in revenue plus a 20% increase in um, in theaters, the per theater average basically dropped to 50%. Basically what you would expect for a typical film performance in normal times, actually. So I think that's pretty interesting that we're seeing a normal drop, more or less, you know, when you adjust for everything um, in the per theater average. So, you know, we'll see if the drop continues to stay around this or if it kind of eases off. Uh, I don't think it'll be super great because, you know, tenant coming, but um, I think the $30 million domestic number that the studio was hoping for slightly out of reach at this point, but again, this is important because it does give us a bellwether of, you know, what it looks like when there is competition going on and how films will behave, and it looks like things are behaving normally, right? So uh, again, and the film is going to disappear next week. Uh, Moving to the rest of our top five, uh, this is actually the first top five in months that are all New films that released this year, nothing that released in past years. So in number three, Bill and Ted Face the Music opened to 1.1 million US while also releasing on VOD at the same time. Actually ended up topping all of the the VOD charts. So good for them on that. Uh, it made it was in about a thousand theaters. You know, same piece theater average as Unhinged. Um, since it broke the theatrical window and is opening on VOD at the same time as, uh, you know. Uh, coming out in theaters, I believe the major chains, AMC, Real, and Cinemark, did not uh, run it in theaters, hence the low, hence the lower theater count. Uh, in number four, uh, Disney Fox had a wide release for uh, the personal history of David Copperfield, opened in 1,360 theaters for a total of 475,000, uh, per theater average of about 350, definitely not great. Honestly, this is a film, it's an indie art film that really needed New York, Los Angeles to do really well. And those markets are still closed. So hopefully this does, you know, when New York reopens, it can open up and it can screen there and I can go see it um, and maybe get a second chance. So, you know, it's rated really well. You know, I think it's like 90 plus percent on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics. So um, yeah, definitely an unfortunate situation for Mr. David Copperfield and, and Def Patel here. 
Uh, in fifth place, we have roadside attractions, words on bathrooms, walls, 441,000 in 1,400 theaters, for per theater the average of 316. Definitely not much to say here. Definitely going to see this disappear next week. So anyway, some notes on theaters being open. Again, as I know, they were about at 50%, uh, about 2,500 or so out of the total 5,000 in the U.S. Uh, and Canada. However, major cities like uh, New York, L.A., San Francisco, Seattle, Miami, Philly, Portland, and Detroit have not yet reopened. Uh, North Carolina said they're going to be closed until you know October. Um, that said, there is some good news for exhibitors and studios. Uh, New Jersey, after a long time of being closed and having a, you know a lawsuit uh, you know brought to the state's courts, um, it will be reopening movie theaters this coming Friday, just in time for Tenet, September fifth, uh, and San Diego in California. So Governor Newsom in California. California said movie theaters can be open pending the local municipalities approving so San Diego will be opening up uh, LA and SF unfortunately are not yet reopened but um yeah uh San Francisco or San Diego being open means maybe the LA audience might might go out there so looking into the future, you know, next couple of months, uh, obviously next weekend, again, we have Tenet here in the States and as well as in China, um, even with, you know, I think we started seeing some uh, pirate piracy comics coming online. But uh, I think China has proven that if it's a really good film that needs to be seen on a big screen, such as, you know, 1917, uh, they will go see it and they love, you know, Tenet out there or Christopher Nolan out there rather. And so they still love Tenet. Uh, in addition to Tenet coming to the U.S. next week, we also have Mulan's worldwide release um, on Disney+, Plus, where we're available, as well as in theaters where it's not able, though this is uncertain when the actual Chinese will be. Um, this is, you know, again, Disney's ploy to see will they be able to monetize and get people to pay these microtransactions for premiere access on Disney Plus uh, for their feature major movies. Um, apparently, it's been revealed that if you wait until December 4th, uh, you will be able to watch Mulan on Disney Plus without paying an additional $30. So I don't know what Disney's doing there, right? I, I suspect this is the case. You know, if you look at the timing when, um, you know, this, this would have come out end of March, um, you know, and given that, like, in three months from March, you know, for the theatrical window, come out the VOD on traditional means, and then, you know, maybe it was always planning on coming to Disney Plus on December 4th, whether whatever plan it was going to be. So who knows, you know, what's going on there. Um, but I, I really think this will cripple Disney's chances to get people to pay the extra $30 for Mulan um, if you're going to be able to watch it eventually, if you just kind of hold on and have patience. So we'll see if there are numbers that come out next weekend for that or or in a couple of weeks. Um, beyond that, the rest of the schedule, uh, big news, the Kingsman uh, prequel from Fox 20th Century got delayed uh, from a September date to February 26, 2021, meaning the next major release, excluding indie films Broken Hearts Gallery on September 11th and Greenland on September 25th, uh, is going to be Wonder Woman 1984 on October 2nd. Um, Candyman is coming on October 16th, Death on the Nile October 23rd. Um, and then apparently in front of New Mutants, the Black Widow trailer is still showing November 6th as the opening date. And then we still also have No Time to Die and Soul presumably coming out Thanksgiving weekend. Chloe Zhao's Nomadland on December 4th, Free Guy December 11th, and then Dune coming to America, maybe, uh, and West Side Story, maybe, coming out December 18th. Uh, Dune is definitely committing. There is a... Uh, preview in front of Tenet. Uh, the full trailer comes up September 9th. Um, it looks really good, and this is definitely, you know, their big play for the Oscars. So, you know, uh, yeah, I think Dune is definitely sticking around. Not sure about the other two, given everything happening with West Side Story and, you know, coming to America, Paramount, maybe selling it off to uh, Netflix, potentially, or some other streaming service. So, 
Um, the major releases coming up, I think, are definitely Wonder Woman 1984, maybe Candyman and Denial, definitely Black Widow, uh, No Time to Die in Seoul if they stick with their dates. Um, I don't know if Free Guy will be a big factor, and then I think Dune. So, yeah, I mean, you know, this is, again, Tenet's the one coming out next weekend. Apparently, people are doing some crazy things for that. Uh, a fan in California is taking a flight from L.A. to Austin this week to watch Tenet twice uh, before flying back home on the same day. Pretty nuts. Uh, and then, uh, and even more nuts, is some guy in Winnipeg, Canada, is going to try to watch it 120 times in a row, which is, I think, four times a day um, for 30 days to try to break some world rec- record um i think of number of times seeing a movie in theaters i think the current record is bohemian rhapsody someone saw it 108 times in theaters so um anyway uh finally to close out the episode it's a little bit of sad news um, i wanted to acknowledge and pay res- tri- respect and tribute to chadwick boseman uh, the actor who played t'challa in marvel's black panther passed away due to colon cancer this past weekend. Um, he kept it out of the public eye, even while filming his other the other Marvel films. Um, you know, no one, not even the director, really knew what was going on. So, you know, from a box office perspective, Black Panther was a crazy, ridiculous story. It's the fourth highest grossing film domestically of all time, behind The Force Awakens, Endgame, and Avatar. Um, it is the first comic book movie to ever be nominated for Best Picture. Um, but even beyond Black Panther and his work in the Marvel films, you know, Chadwick Boseman uh, became, he became known, I think, in my opinion, and, and I think he's even better in his portrayals of significant African-American figures in history. Um, you know, he, he portrayed Jackie Robinson in 2013 in the film 42. He portrayed James Brown in Get On Up in 2014 and Thurgood Marshall in Marshall in 2017. Uh, he also appeared and produced, um, uh, you know, 21 Vidges in 2019, as well as the appearing in Spike Lee's The Five Bloods on Netflix this past year. Uh, he has a film set to come out on Netflix, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, alongside Viola Davis, um, that will be released posthumously. You know, I'm really sad. You know, I was really looking forward to seeing him kind of become like a Morgan Freeman uh, and grow old and, 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 and keep on giving these amazing performances. And it's kind of sad we're not going to be able to see that. I am also curious to see what Marvel will end up doing since it looked like they were planning on building the next phase of Marvel films around Black Panther now that Iron Man and Captain America have kind of, you know, passed on uh, from the franchise. So, you know, will someone within the Black the Black uh, Panther universe take on the mantle of Black Panther? How will they send them off? You know, we'll see. He definitely did a, a number, you know, for, like we have Shang-Chi, you know, Simu Liu, the, uh, the actor who's going to be playing Shang-Chi in the upcoming Marvel film. You know, he says, he, he acknowledged that, you know, minority films like Shang-Chi and minority characters, these all come from the work that Chadwick Boseman did as T'Challa. So again, um, you know, people are finding their own way to pay tribute. You know, movie theaters are going to be bringing back 42, um, the Jackie Robinson film. Uh, and then his movies topped the top, the top six Amazon bestsellers in film uh, this past Saturday. Uh, for me, you know, I'm considering bringing back my filmography and focus podcast, which has been on hiatus uh, with movies not in theaters. So I can maybe do a Chadwick Boseman, you know, watch through of all of his works. Um, but we'll see. Uh, in any case, rest in power, Mr. Boseman, uh, Wakanda forever. 
With that, uh, that's the end of this episode of the Box Office Watch podcast. Until next week, uh, when we get to see exactly how well Tenet does here in the States and in China, and how well Mulan does in its attempt to go PVOD. Uh, Next week's episode may come out a day later or so to account for the long Labor Day weekend. Uh, But in any case, shoot me feedback uh, on this this podcast via email at boxofficewatchpodcast at zinlo.com or on Twitter at BOWatchPodcast. Find us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play. Uh, Leave a review there or on podchaser.com. Super helpful. I'll include those links in the show notes. Numbers used in the show come from dnumbers.com. Our intro and outro music come from Kevin MacLeod. Find his stuff at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing production is provided by Ninja Boy Media. Until next time, this has been the Box Office Watch Podcast. And remember, my watch goes on. Mm-hmm.